Hello. It is week eight, which means the middle of the term, the middle of the semester. Now, in English classes, we don't often give tests. This is different in literature classes, but in composition classes, we teach a skill. And while we don't necessarily do a lot of tests, we will have an assignment due. And that assignment is sometimes worth more points. Sometimes it's just an assignment that happens to be due in the middle of the semester. One thing that tends to be true for midterm assignments is that they are final edited work. So it's supposed to be the best you can do. And everything on your written work should be intentional. So if you have a lowercase i for your first person singular, I walked to school today, I have to assume that you really do not know that it's supposed to be uppercase. You need to be consistent with the beginning word of a sentence, using periods, these things you should have learned in grade school. You will be held accountable for that. In addition to that, I want to talk a little bit today about file name format and MLA format in your heading. I know that I get some pushback from people about why do you care about file name? What difference does it make? It Well, it does make a difference because sometimes I download my, my internet's not as good as y'all sometimes, okay? And I have to download things to my hard drive. And if I download everything to a folder, then it sure would be nice if I could sort by student name to find the file I want to look at. If I remember, oh, hey, Mordecai said that really interesting thing. I want to go look at that again. I can't find his file if you don't put your name in the file name. And I can't sort by and then look at the M's to find it if you don't. Now, I've also explained earlier that having your name in the file name is one of, is typical expected protocol in business situations. It's a best practice that is worth in it's getting started. Use meaningful file names. Don't just call all your essays essay. How are you going to tell them apart? You're just starting college, but you're going to have to write a lot of essays in your life. It sure would be nice if you could remember which one was was the is which without having to open each one up, which takes forever. But there's actually another reason why file names are important in MLA format, which is for your first papers, your name, my name, class name, date, double spaced, left margin, flush. And I think for me, it comes back to a story that, that happened to me not until my junior year, which was I didn't start caring about my grades until about the end of my sophomore year. And my grades, I wasn't getting A's. I was actually trying, caring, putting in the work, but I didn't get A's. And finally, a professor took me aside and said, Greg, you're, you're, you're not using an MLA format for your heading. Now, I thought that was stupid. Who cares? What difference does it make? The heading has nothing to do with the quality of your writing, the esoteric greatness of your prose. No, well, it, no, it doesn't, but it's kind of like brown M&Ms, all right? Van Halen, now, God rest Eddie Van Halen's soul. He just died this week. In the, in the 80s, Van Halen had a writer, and if you had a venue that hosted the Monsters of Rock, they were, they were huge. They had a writer. Now, artists will have writers saying they have to have certain things backstage, drinks, Maria Carey wants flowers. Some of them want candies. It's really interesting if you look into it. But on Van Halen's writer, they had a list of technical things that had to be set up, expectations for how they can hook up their equipment. And on the same writer for the backstage, they had tea. You can find it. You can Google it. You know, tea, hot water, coffee, brewed, not instant, which is important. But they had one that said no M&Ms, a bowl full of M&Ms, at least one pound in it. Warning, no brown M&Ms. If they found brown M&Ms, they would not perform. 
And there's stories about him trashing hotel rooms and stuff about that. I don't know if that's true. You can Google this and find a lot of references to interviews David Lee Roth did in 2012, but the video has been taken down. I do remember, and I have seen before, the band's explanation for why they had that thing in their writer, no brown M&Ms. Now, when they started touring, they were one of the big, they used the biggest lights, some of the biggest amps, the biggest electrical pull of any touring act. And a lot of these old venues were not equipped for that. They had heavy equipment, and a lot of these stages were not necessarily equipped for that. People will book an act and not think about whether or not it, the, the venue is capable of hosting them. These things directly affect the health, safety, and welfare of the band and the audience. They used brown M&Ms as sort of a canary in the coal mine, all right? If a canary dies in a coal mine, that means you got air problems. There's methane, bad air, miners see a canary die, they get out of the mine. If the venue didn't pay attention to the part about the brown M&Ms, they probably didn't pay attention to any of the other parts either. They didn't take it seriously. And if they didn't follow the instructions on the electrical requirements, the structural requirements of the stage, that puts the audience and the band in danger. If you don't follow one rule, you're probably not following any of them. It's, it's sort of a, a warning sign, a, a glaring sort of, hey, this is, this. if you're not following this rule, you're probably not following any other ones either. And that's what I think, for me anyway, and, for, and I've seen, I've paid attention, I've listened and watched conversations between other composition instructions, instructors. I've heard stories about people grading papers late at night and they just get tired and they got to get them done. And at one point they just, after a few beers, will say, oh, well, screw it. If they get the MLA heading right, I'll just give them an A. Yeah, that happens. It doesn't happen with me. I, but a good many college professors will end up intentionally or otherwise moving quickly or just giving the benefit of doubt to people who follow the minimum instructions on following format. I would like to, I consider the title of a professor and the textbooks in both of my classes mention you should use professor in front of the name of your instructor on MLA format. The YouTube demonstrations, all of them that I've found, mention you should put professor instead of the instructor's name on MLA format. And I have noticed, especially in my 106, and I know you guys are new to college, so this is me giving you a heads up. You know, I assume you don't, you didn't know when you got started in my class, but if you don't use the instructor's name, some teachers will take that as an offense. And if you call an English professor Mr. or Miss, some will take that as offense, especially women and people of color who have been offended intentionally and otherwise. I mean, college can be just as racist, sexist, and ableist, genderedist as any other place. And when people refuse to give respect, well, that's one of the ways you can show disrespect. And so college professors in particular are very sensitive to the way you address them. And so when I pay attention to whether or not a student uses Mr. or no title in front of my name, it's not that I'm sensitive, but it tells me that you didn't listen the first couple times I've mentioned it. And when you're either clueless, which, you know, it's forgivable for, you know, the first six or seven weeks of the semester, but by midterm, you should know better. You should know how to do a file name. You should know how to do MLA headache. It's not hard. You are choosing to not follow directions and you're demonstrating that you are not learning. And that's why little things matter. The video I asked everyone to watch at the beginning of the semester about the door, the, the door lock rule from a Bronx tale, it, it, it gets at the same point. So, read your rubric, read all of it. I give everybody rubrics for the, for the midterm papers. Little things matter. It's not up to the student to decide what is a big thing and what is a little thing. 
when I was a student, I would decide teachers were wrong about what was important and what was not important. And I got B's and C's when I really wanted A's. And I assume you guys want A's, so that's why I try and be clear. This is me trying to be clear and direct. And these things are objective, measurable, quantifiable. You don't find measurable, quantifiable, objective things in composition classes very often. If you can measure it and clearly, black and white, say this is or isn't correct, that's gold. Take those points when you can get them. If you have questions, ask. Remember, I believe in inquiry learning. The inquiry method says bad teachers answer questions nobody asked. If it seems like I'm not being clear, it's not always a mistake. Maybe I want, need, and expect you to ask. And you know what? This semester, you guys have been real good. So keep up the good work. Pay attention to the little details. Get it in on time. All right. Good luck.